This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. College football powers have a lot of pressure on them heading into the 2023 season. It is Monday, February 13th. This is the College Football Daily. I am Lance Glenn. Miami, Texas A&M, Ohio State, Florida, and Oklahoma all face pivotal seasons next fall, some more than others, and all for their own reason. A few coaches failed their first year on the job, while others failed to reach the expectations bestowed on them by their fan base. So joining me to discuss these programs and why 2023 is so crucial for them is 24-7 Sports College Football writer Brad Crawford. Brad, thanks so much for joining me. This was really a great piece that you put out. You can find it over at 24-7 Sports. Com. Let's start with Ohio State in this list of five. The Buckeyes, not under the same type of pressure as three of the four and even as Texas A&M. Ryan Day obviously has not had the success that Ohio State fans have wanted from him over the last couple of seasons, specifically in games against Michigan, which obviously resulted in not playing in the Big Ten title game. Last year, they made it to the college ball playoff, but obviously the year before they didn't. So it's a different type of pressure than those other teams I mentioned. They do, of course, lose C.J. Stroud, so there might be some sort of adjustment at quarterback at least to begin the season. But you have them, obviously, as a team that faces a pivotal year in 2023. So why is that? Why is 2023 such a big year for the Buckeyes? Yeah, and judging by the amount of emails and messages I got after putting Ohio State on this list, it was obvious to me the Buckeyes were a right pick. As as one of the elites, I think you're graded differently based on how you finish. Ryan Day, we know he's a winner. He's 45-6 and six at Ohio State. But the fact of the matter is he's 1-3 in college football playoff games, hasn't beaten Michigan since the 2019 season, did not play in 2020. Something has to change this season for a guy I consider, and I think most other national analysts do, to be a top-five coach. And I think those NFL murmurs that we saw about a year and a half ago are going to ramp up in December 2023 if Ryan Day doesn't have a Big Ten championship under his belt this season. Despite losing Stroud, Lance, I think the Buckeyes had the most talented offense coming back. Definitely in the Big Ten, one of the best ones nationally. And I think it's Ryan Day's turn to finally beat Jim Harbaugh at his best and get Ohio State back to the playoff and get to a championship game. Do you think Ryan Day has kind of sensed the importance of 2023, which is why he upgraded Brian Harline to OC? Do you think that could be like a sign of like, I understand that next year is so big for me at Ohio State? Brian Harline could potentially be the fall guy if this Ohio State offense is not as good as it's been the last two or three seasons with C.J. Stroud. We obviously know both quarterbacks going into spring practice. I don't think they're going to name a quarterback one after the spring. I think between 
Kyle McCord and Brown, those guys are going to battle it out during fall camp. But Brian Hartline's an ace recruiter. We don't know how he's going to be as an offensive coordinator. And we're still not even sure if Ryan Day is going to fully relinquish play calling duties. But the biggest, most important factor to me in this and why I consider Ohio State with the most pressure is Jim Knowles heading into his second season as Ohio State's D.C., Ryan Day handpicked him this time last year from Oklahoma State to come in, fix that defense. During the regular season, it was a whole lot better. Then you played Michigan, a lot of big plays there. You played Georgia, squandered a 14-point lead, a lot of big plays given up in the secondary. So Jim Knowles equally has as much pressure as Ryan Day this season. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point in regards to Jim Knowles and the job he did in in 2022 seemed like Ohio State was taking that next step on defense and then they ran into Michigan obviously didn't go well ran into Georgia and what was a great game in the college well playoff but you know 42 points I think it was that Ohio State gave up and uh, that's really not going to get the job done another team that doesn't have a first year head coach that's under a lot of pressure heading into 2023 is Texas A&M and we know all about Jimbo Fisher and recruiting and how good of a job he's done in that aspect of being a college football head coach. Obviously in 2022, Texas A&M had the highest ranked recruiting class in 24-7 sports. History took a little bit of a step back this past recruiting cycle, but I think that was due in large part to just having a smaller class compared to the one he had in 2022. But on the field, Brad, it's been a completely different story for the Aggies. They have not had the success on the field to match their success on the recruiting trail. We all know Jimbo Fisher's massive bias. Out, and we all know what it'll take to or what it'll take for AM to eventually move on from Jimbo. But that maybe could happen in 2023 if things continue based off of what we saw last season on the field for them. So why is next year so important for the Aggies down there in College Station? I was going to say we should start right there. It goes without saying that there's about 60 million reasons why AM needs Jimbo Fisher to get it together in College Station. No program nationally in the Power Five ranks saw more transfer portal defections this offseason. Then you look at LSU's notable rise in the SEC West with that Brian Kelly hire. Aggies fans and boosters are growing restless. And who could blame them? Last season was a disaster for one of America's highest paid coaches. There's no other easy way of putting that. Jimbo Fisher, he's 6-10 and over the last two years against SEC competition. That's not going to cut it, especially when you've signed, you know, back-to-back elite classes in recruiting. So Jimbo Fisher, one of the nation's highest paid coaches, he's not getting it done right now. I, I think I saw a stat a while back that, you know, through, through five and a half seasons, whatever he is, six years, he has the same record, maybe a couple games worse than Kevin Sumlin. And Kevin Sumlin got fired for that on-field performance. So if Jimbo Fisher's buyout wasn't what it is now, Lance, I think it's pretty easy to surmise he might already be gone from College Station. Yeah, that's a good point. If that buyout wasn't what it was, maybe he's not even the head coach as we're having this discussion right now. But ultimately, the buyout is what it is. And that just puts so much pressure on Texas A&M heading into next year. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to look at a few schools that faced pivotal 2023s with first-year head coaches this past season. Keep it locked in. You're listening to the College Football Daily. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back here on the College Football Daily, Lance Glenn joined alongside by 24-7 Sports College Football writer Brad Crawford talking about a couple schools, or a few schools, I should say, that face pivotal seasons in 2023. We talked Ohio State. We talked Texas A&M. Now let's talk a couple of schools that had first-year head coaches this past season that didn't necessarily live up to the expectations put on them. And the first one is Miami. And Miami is kind of similar to Texas A&M in the sense where they had so much success on the recruiting trail. But that did not carry over onto the field this past year. They didn't make a bowl game. Their recruiting class in, in 2023 it was a top five class, or it was top 10 class, excuse me. They landed uh, two of the top three offensive linemen in the 2023 class in Francis Maui Goa and Samson Okalola. So recruiting is going as well as it really ever has at Miami. But again, that needs to transfer onto the field. They've lost both of their coordinators as well. They just hired a defensive coordinator, but they're still searching for an offensive coordinator. This is a big offseason for Mario Cristobal for all of those reasons. But the 2023 season, Brad, do you think, even only in year two, is a really pivotal season for him moving forward? I think it has to be. Mario Cristobal, he has a great deal of resources at Miami, probably more than any other coach in the ACC outside of maybe Mike Norville at Florida State coming off that 10th. 10-win season. But none of that mattered for Cristobal last year on the field. His secondary struggled mightily, widespread quarterback issues despite Tyler Van Dyke coming back. Like you said, he's replacing both coordinators after his first season at the helm. That's never a good sign, but the silver lining there is he's essentially starting from scratch on offense and defense and doesn't have to endure another five and seven season to do so, at least for the sake of Miami fans. I hope it doesn't happen to the Canes again in 2023, but the schedule is tougher than it was last season. They they do get to entertain Texas A&M at home. I think that game comes in week two. So we're talking about two teams on my list here, Lance, Miami and Texas A&M that week two, one of those coaches is going to face the music if they lose down there in Coral Gables. Yeah, that that's a really great point. And, and a, an early season game to definitely watch is, again, two teams that face pivotal years in 2023, two coaches that face pivotal seasons. Obviously, one you'd think in Jimbo Fisher uh, has a lot more riding on 2023 than Mario Cristobal does when it comes to long-term job security. Uh, but still, obviously, an important game in week two of the 2023 college football season. Let's stay in the Sunshine State, Brad. The Florida Gators, they've been in the news, obviously, for a multitude of reasons over the last couple of weeks, mainly the Jaden Rashada saga that was. But when you take a step back and you just look at their recruiting class away from Jaden Rashada, like Miami and like Texas A&M, they had a successful recruiting class this past offseason, top 15 class for Billy Napier. Uh, they, they filled a lot of holes, definitely upgraded the talent. But with the Gators, they're replacing a quarterback. And we know how rabid that fan base could be in Gainesville, and they expect a lot of success. And after what I think was a six-win, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think was a six-win season for the Gators this past season, they need to up that level two, three, maybe even more wins heading into 2023 to take a little bit of that heat off Napier in his second season. Yeah, they're, they're definitely not getting the nine wins in 2023. Go back about 14 months ago, Lance. Remember when everyone cheered this Billy Napier hire? 
Thought it was one of the few grand slams during that really wild coaching cycle about a year ago. Look, he was 6-4 and four last season in mid-November before the wheels came off the ship in Gainesville. He lost to Vanderbilt, that shocking defeat there. FSU, close game in Tallahassee, finished 6-7, and seven, and now everybody's sort of pressing the panic button. A month later, Florida loses its best signee, as you mentioned, Jaden Rashada, four- or five-star quarterback, depending on your preferred recruiting ranking, lost him to a broken NIL promise and didn't exactly clean up in the portal. I don't I don't see too many instant impact guys Florida signed in this 2023 cycle. So next year's schedule, it's tougher from the beginning, but you know, starting with, with that opener against Utah. A team Florida beat last season, but going to Utah is a different animal entirely. Utah's coming off back-to-back Rose Bowl trips. Very big year for Billy Napier and the perception of the Gators, not just him as a head coach, Coach, but is this program still considered among you know one of the top jobs in college football? And I think this time a year ago we could have certainly said that. Now coming off a of six and seven and potentially enough another five hundred type year, that might not be the case. The last team we got to discuss, Oklahoma, and it was Brent Venables' first year. Obviously, he dealt with a lot of turnover in the roster when Lincoln Riley left. A lot of people followed him out, most notably Caleb Williams. So he brought he had to bring in a lot of new pieces, and of course, he dealt with injury too, most notably to quarterback Dylan Gabriel. Uh, they had the blowout loss to Texas uh, in the Red River rivalry. The Oklahoma defense was nowhere near a Brent Venables defense that we're used to seeing from his time at Clemson, uh, and of course the Sooners, whether it's next year or the year after or whenever, they're headed to the SEC. So they need to start really making waves. They had a very good recruiting class, a top five class, but again, they really need to start making waves on the field with Brent Venables. And I think the opportunity is there in 2022, but it's a pivotal year for them to get over that 500 mark in the regular season. I think they finished six and six, maybe seven and five. I think it was six and six, but the point is they need to get over that hump and start getting to that eight, now nine win total with Brent Venables at the helm. You know, Everybody complained, excuse me, during the Lincoln and Riley era with Alex Grinch as their DC. And now you look at last season, Oklahoma had its worst defense in years. This came under a first year coach, as you mentioned, who's known for his prowess on that side of the football. Brent Venables knows he will not be around for long at Oklahoma if he fails to field a competitive team in this Big 12. And soon the SEC, two years from now, the Sooner schedule is going to get that much tougher in a different league. So, you know, last season was Oklahoma's first losing campaign in like, 26 years. And that adds a lot of pressure to how Oklahoma looks on the field in year two. So the the output defensively has to be better. I think Dylan Gabriel's return offensively and then retaining Jeff Lebby, who, you know, he was kind of having the stake dangled in front of him by Nick Saban to go join Alabama's coaching staff. For, For him to stay his alma mater, that was big for OU. And I think of these five teams I mentioned having pivotal seasons, Oklahoma and Ohio State are two that I think will surprise some and meet, if not exceed, expectations. Five teams there, Oklahoma, Florida, Miami, Texas A&M, and Ohio State. All five could face pivotal seasons on the field next year. You can find the full article over at 247sports.com and make sure to follow Brad on Twitter as well at bcrawford247. Brad, thanks so much for joining me today. Remember to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and head on over to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button too. So for Brad Crawford, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for listening to the College Football Daily. you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. 
For the last four years, I have been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.